0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Bay Area, it's time for Bay Area Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Bay Area Business Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Leah Davis Coaching, inspiring women of color to claim their wealth legacy. Today on Bay Area Business Radio, we have Vishali Nikade. Welcome Vishali.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
0: Well, um, before we get into things, uh, you're the host of the podcast, The Uncanny Link. Um, How did you get into the podcasting world?
1: It was actually an accident. (laughs) One of the Facebook groups that I was in the guys were offering to launch a course, and uh, they were looking for their first round of beta students who would be interested in launching their podcasts. So I signed up for it, and uh, I ran with it.
0: So did you have any experience doing a podcast or a radio or any type of that kind of audio work before?
1: No, I had absolutely no experience. I did not know what a podcast was. <laughs> Um, I hadn't really been a guest on uh, any podcast before, maybe like just one video guesting or something, but that was about my experience. Uh,
0: and then, so you yeah. just said, this sounds interesting. Let me just take the plunge there.
1: Yeah. So I kind of, um, first I said, yeah, let me just do it because one of the reasons they were saying that we could do the podcast is it would be another way to develop traffic for our sites. And um, I thought, man, that's a neat idea so that um, people can actually listen to you on a regular basis and uh, they can understand, you know, like uh, where you are coming from in terms of your views, in terms of uh, whatever you have to say and offer. So I said, uh, let me uh, go ahead and do it. And um, I would uh, go on hikes uh, in on the mountains. So this was just after COVID had hit. And uh, every day I would go, I would kind of come back with one answer for the podcast. And one of the answers was the name of the podcast called The Uncanny Link, where physics meets metaphysics.
0: And that gets into your background a little bit. Your background is kind of a scientific engineer uh, STEM career, right? That's how you started your career?
1: Yeah. So I have a degree in engineering and I actually used to design computer chips. So I started working... uh, in Southern California. And then I worked a little bit in Sacramento and then I moved up to the Bay Area. So I was uh, doing things related to designing computer chips and um, things shifted a little bit and uh, I shifted to metaphysics.
0: So now how did that uh, transition occur?
1: So for that transition, I was looking for answers related to my career, and I thought that, um, you know, psychics are supposed to see the future and uh, know the future, so I should just uh, start uh, calling up psychics because they will tell me what I need to be doing, and um, I started calling up uh, one, two, and then it went to five and 10, and then it went to 30 and 40. So after I called about somewhere between 40, 50 psychics, I kind of threw my hands up in the air and said, oh my God, these guys are clowns. They have no idea what they're talking about. I need to figure this out myself. So I decided to figure it out myself and I decided to get into the world of metaphysics and dive down and see if um, things are really true and if things were really true I should be able to experiment with it and just like you know how you run science experiments and you have an objective and you see the result I should be able to do the same thing in the psychic world or the metaphysical world. And I started with a few experiments. I said that, listen, if you can predict what's going to happen in, say, three months, six months, then you should be able to predict what's going to happen in like three days and three hours. And I started testing in one uh, hour intervals. And the way I tested is I would uh, make a prediction before I went to the gym in the morning and I would write my prediction down. And then when I would come back, I would come and see how it played out.
0: What's an example of one of those early predictions?
1: So, so when I first started, um, I would just uh, make a prediction that, okay, today, you know, something is going to happen in the gym. And it could be just like, you know, I won't have a treadmill or I'll have to do a stairmaster or I'll be late to the class, those kind of things. So I did those predictions two, three days in a row. And every day I would come back, I would kind of scratch my head. I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually telling me what's going to happen without it even happening. And um, considering that, you know, I came from a science background, I said, this cannot be true. I have to change this. It's almost like I can see through the future. And if I can really see through the future, then I should be able to change it. So I sat down that day morning. It was a Thursday And Thursday used to be my cardio day. So I would either run or go on the Stairmaster. And it was optional. There was no need for me to do one or the other. It was just kind of whatever I felt like doing. So I decided that day that, um, you know, if the reading or the prediction showed that I'm going to run, then I will go and do the Stairmaster. And if it showed that I will do the Stairmaster, then I'll go and run. So, that I've actually changed my future. (laughs) So, what it showed was actually something that completely threw me off and made me realize that um, this is indeed true. So, what it showed was a woman at crossroads. And um, when I saw that, I almost fell off my chair, which means that no matter what I did, whether I ran or whether I went on the treadmill, I would be correct and the prediction would be correct. So that was the day there was a switch that flipped in my brain and said that, oh, my God, this is real. And then I started studying it and experimented in myself and then experimented on a lot of people. And here I am.
0: So now what was it like the first time you said, "Okay, there's one thing where this is a kind of a self-experiment and you're doing something with yourself, to yourself, for yourself, and then there's another part where you're you know, trying this out on another person, a friend, family member, or somebody you know. And then the third part is when you're getting a stranger to pay you to solve a problem when they're in transition or in pain. How did you kind of go through those steps? Was there any hesitancy on your part at that stage when you're asking a stranger to invest money on, on this kind of work?
1: That's a great question. So what I did was, um, after I was done experimenting with myself, or I was at a place where I was very comfortable moving forward, I started putting myself up on Fiverr. And um, this was back in 2014. And Fiverr had just started, or it was in its very new phases. So I, I would go and do readings for like five bucks and 10 bucks. And um, those people would come back to me and said, oh, yeah, this actually played out. This actually happened. And once I went through that phase, I started putting ads on Craigslist. And when I started putting ads on Craigslist, you know, there was always this, uh, like you said, a skeptical person who would come and say, show it to me, prove it to me kind of a thing. But there were also people who were a little bit more open, I would do like a two, three minute demo kind of a thing, which means that I would actually uh, do a little bit of a sample reading on them and show them something which was either happening in their life or had happened. And uh, that was enough for them to get convinced to be able to move forward and uh once that happened, then, you know, I started kind of just rolling uh, to the next step. So it, it went gradually, step by step. It wasn't like an overnight thing.
0: So now um, has it gotten to the point where now your fees are higher than they were when they started and that the stakes are higher in terms of uh, the problems that you're solving for your clients?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So when I started on Fiverr, it would be like five bucks. Five bucks. I no longer do anything for five bucks. But when I first started, people look at the word psychic very skeptically, and uh, most of the times people would come to me for uh, relationship readings, which is you know they wanted to know how things would go in their current relationship, or if they would meet someone new, or If they had broken up, they were curious to know if uh, their ex would come back in their life. And a lot of the readings were related to that. But doing like hundreds and thousands of those readings, it gave me a lot of practice and helped me develop my muscle and hone my muscle. I've done somewhere between seven to 9,000 readings by now. But now I kind of shifted to working with businesses and business owners. And, you know, initially what was at stake is, you know, what is my future boyfriend going to look like, which was like my bestseller reading. And now it is more like I'm putting the six-figure bid on a contract, you know. Should I bid it higher? Should I bid it lower? Should I move forward with this contract? So now the stakes are a lot higher. A lot of these people who come to me for their business predictions, uh, they've actually worked with me at least a few times before. So they have kind of seen how things play out. And then they feel comfortable moving forward with their high stakes question.
0: Now, in your background, you've worked in business for business people, for entrepreneurs. You've been involved in businesses, I would imagine, of all sizes and shapes. Um, how much of, of your work is kind of leaning in on that skill set that you have, your science and your business skills, and then sprinkling it in with some of this intuition part? Um, I, I would imagine it's it's kind of a gumbo. It's a mixture of all of your skills, when you're advising your clients, um, do you have a feel for how much is kind of your gut business side and how much is your gut intuition side?
1: Yeah. So I want to say that, um, like you said, you know, uh, you use the word gumbo. I just mix all of the three together, which is the science, the business, the intuition, or the psychic part of it. Most of the times it comes, um, naturally to me by now because I've been doing it for a while now. So I would say about 70 to 80% of it is uh, intuitive or psychic insights. They don't seem like they are because of the way I phrase it and say it. And um, the rest of it is a little bit uh, more science as well as business. I would say about 10% business 20 to 30% science, and then the rest of it is all uh, intuitive or uh, psychic insights.
0: And then it sounds like whether it's when you started and the the questions were about relationships it, in business, it sounds like it's still about relationships and the relationships might be around deals or partners or partnerships or ventures, but there's still a relationship in some form.
1: That's a great point. I never looked at it that way. But yes, it's more about relationship with money or relationship with their um, deal or uh, partnership or partner and so on. But yes, it is definitely about relationship. Because there's like major three major problems people have. One is love or relationships. Second is money or finances. And then the third one is health. So depending on where they are, you know, they'll either have if their health is OK, then they'll either ask about money or relationships. And uh, if the health is not OK, health becomes uh, the primary question.
0: So now when they're working with you, is this something that um, I call you up, I pay the fee and then in, you know, within the one conversation, I ask you my question or my challenge, and then you, you kind of give me your thoughts on it. Is this a one-time thing or is this, do we have to talk every week for a month or a year? Like how does the relationship typically play out?
1: So there's different levels. Um, One of them is more like a one and done kind of a thing where you just have something simple that you are willing to um, sort of lay it out in front of me and see what happens So that would be like one way to do it. The other way is more like a VIP day where um, let's say that you have a certain thing going on for uh, one of the quarters and you want to know whether or not you're going to meet your goal. So I would sit down with you for either half a day or full day, and then we would look at the different aspects of your business and we would look at which options you are choosing because it's all about making decisions. If you look at it from an extremely high level perspective, it's all about making decisions. And some of the decisions, sometimes they come to us in the form of something really simple, so simple that you're going to almost skip it. And unless I would have told you, it would have never even been in your awareness. So some of the decisions just people make on autopilot it's almost like you're driving a car and you reach the grocery store and you know you don't even know what happened along the way kind of a thing but it's all about making decisions and we look at what decisions you're making and then it could be just like one simple shift and that can actually shift things for you and it can help you reach your goal faster so that would be more like a VIP day and then the Weekly one is more like you work with me on a continuous basis, uh, like once a week or something. And then uh, we look at what's happening, how you can shift or change things. Just like I give you the example of, you know, either running or doing the Stairmaster kind of a thing. So that would be more like um, every week you kind of uh, revisit your plan and see how things are moving forward.
0: And then on your podcast, these are some of the topics you cover, right? You're going over how all of these worlds kind of mesh together and how you're serving folks and, and helping people.
1: Yeah, so the podcast is actually, I start from the first episode and I give a little perspective on what caused me to start the podcast and what caused me to select the topic. And then I start on the basis of what intuition is and how all of us are actually born with it and how all of us have to use it. We just need an awareness of it. It's almost like someone points it out to you. Like think about it when you're driving a car and then let's say that, you know, you want to buy like a red Lexus or something. And suddenly all you see on the street is red Lexuses. So intuition is something like that where you just need to be made aware of what's going on I talk about what our physical senses are what our intuitive senses are and how the information is conveyed from our intuitive senses to our physical senses which is like for a normal person it could be just like oh I didn't feel good about it so I didn't move forward and then I realized that that deal was actually fake So it could be as simple as that, but I talk about all the science behind it. And then I give like examples in each and every episode and I just build it up from there and just point out all the subtleties of intuition.
0: Are you still enjoying doing the podcast?
1: I am right now. It is a solo podcast. Uh, Pretty shortly, I'm going to start taking guests and then uh, kind of, uh, do a little bit of a teardown of how they were actually using their intuition without actually knowing about it.
0: Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. If somebody wants to learn more about what you're up to, what's the website um, for the podcast? And maybe that's a good entry point for people to start conversations with you.
1: Sure. The podcast is called The Uncanny Link, and the website is called theuncannylink.com.
0: Well, thank you again for sharing your story today.
1: Thank you so much. It was nice to be here.
0: All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Bay Area Business Radio.